You're listening to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting. This episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands was recorded on the land of the Turrbal people. We pay our respects to elders past and present, and we acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Enjoy this week's episode. It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. How are you? Are you doing okay? I hope this episode finds you in a good place. I hope that you are taking a bit of time for yourself. I hope you're looking after yourself. I hope you are listening to lots of great music to uh, keep you grounded, keep you focused in this time. I hope you and your loved ones are safe and well. This week, we are talking to Rat Hammock. Rat Hammock are a wonderful indie pop band from Melbourne, Australia. I met their lead singer, Jackson, when he was playing in the band Obscura Hail, a previous guest of the show, Obscura Hail. Uh, he had just left, actually, when this episode was recorded, uh, and funnily enough, so had Sean Conran, uh, the lead singer in Obscura Hail, uh, who was playing bass in Rat Hammock for a while too. Uh, I met the rest of the Rat Hammock guys in June of last year, funnily enough, uh, that's, that's one of their songs, uh, when they played in Wollongong. And, uh, yeah, super, super lovely people. We hung out again that November when Rat Hammock did a co-headlining tour with previous guests of the show Horror, My Friend. And so we hung out the back of the Black Bear Lodge in Brisbane and shot the shit, uh, talking about everyone's different paths into and around music. Uh, this is a, yeah, it's a, it's a very silly and loose one, but it is Lots and lots of fun as well. Big thank you to Jackson, Jack, Dom, and Tom, which we get into is a very confusing set of names to remember. But uh, yeah, they're all absolute certifiable legends and uh, really stoked that they agreed to do this one. So yeah, hope you enjoy it as well. Rad Hammock have a brand new single out. It is called Word of the Day. It is out now. It will be out still by the time that you hear this. So definitely check it out. It is an absolute banger. Won't keep you too much longer. Just a quick reminder. This podcast is made possible with the support of people just like yourself. If you are enjoying what you are hearing, if you are picking up what we're putting down, consider leaving a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or indeed wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to rate and subscribe as well. If you have any friends that you think might be interested in this, tell them about it. Perhaps you have a friend that loves a bit of Rat Hammock and wants to know more about them. Well, I have the perfect avenue to do so. 
And if you are in a position to do so, it would mean the absolute world to have your support over on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to a bunch of different bonus features and content and playlists that I am working on at any given time through my work as a freelance writer, a podcaster, and a musician. You will gain access to all of that and a bunch of other stuff too. If that sounds of interest, then please head over to patreon.com slash David James Young. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash David James Young. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch, barbandspod at gmail.com, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. You can also hit me up on Instagram at DJYWrites. You can hit up our podcast network, Not For Print Pods. Head on over to all my friends are in barbands.com for a little bit more information about what we're doing. And I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it just nicely, folks. Let's cross now back to November 2019 in close quarters at the Black Bear Lodge with Jackson, Jack, Dom and Tom, aka Rat Hammock. Today's word of the day is yesterday. Uh huh. Would you sleep all day if you didn't have bills to pay? Uh huh. Yeah. And could you change your ways if you thought that it would make you stay? No, no. Would you be okay if you told yourself you'd be okay? Okay, okay, alright now. Last night I fell asleep to the sound of the collapsing engine. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Rat Hammock. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? Rat Hammock. It's a thing. It's a thing. From, from, from before? Yeah. yeah. It's a callback. Yeah. Uh, please, introduce yourselves. I'm Jack. I'm Jackson. I'm Tom. And I'm Dom. Very nice. That's a, that's fuck. That's some great synchronicity. Tom and Dom, Jack, Jackson. It's been very yeah. handy today. Yeah. yeah. Look at this father and son bonding. It's just <laughs> there's still time to make a change. Yeah. It's it's really heartwarming stuff. Just I'm I'm feeling the vibes here in here in Brisbane. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful thing. So Rat Hammock are here on a national tour with previous guests of the show. Horror, my friend. Yeah. Now, how did... I'm assuming 1D Radburn uh, match made you you two, uh, you two bands. That's a pretty, that <laughs> pretty is. classic D-Rad lineup. Yeah. Yeah, classic classic Radders. <laughs> As we call him in the yeah. band, Radders. Oh, yeah. Radders. It's not to be confused. He doesn't listen to this podcast, the, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. How did you guys meet him? Was that just through playing at Radbar? Kind of, actually. Well, not really. I met him through playing at Radbar because I played at Radbar with Obscura Hail. Ah, uh, yes, um, which is how we met. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, and so I met him a couple of years ago, but that was before Rad Hammock were really on the radar. Yeah, and then he just hit us up at Big Sound in 2018, and the rest is history. Nice. And obviously it's been pretty fruitful so far. Sure seems to be. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's all you can ask for, really. 
So, how many shows are in our way? Second? This will be the third. Third? third. Okay. Yeah. Three. Vibe check. How were, how were the previous two shows? Yeah, that was sick. Very fun. Yeah, heaps of fun to just play again. We've kind of had, a, like, what, a couple months of not yeah. many gigs, so it's yeah. kind of when you're just, like, in the rehearsal room, not getting much, as in, like, not, but, you know, you're just getting that thing from the audience back when you kind of play. It's just really good. I feel like when we rehearsed the week before the first gig to when we rehearsed a few days after the gig, it was, like, just a different energy. Yeah. I think everyone felt kind of refreshed, ready to kind of do shit. Everyone felt good about stuff. It was, yeah, Absolutely. it's been good. Having a new goal, new, I guess, like, uh, thing to look towards to and practice towards. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. Okay, so... I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that you were maybe watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc., to switching over to being, this is what I want to do. I want to sing, I want to play music, I want to be in a band, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so we'll go around the horn, Tom. We'll start with you. Can you tell me how music kind of factored into your childhood and your upbringing and if there was any kind of like switch-on moment where you're just like, yeah, I'm doing that? Uh, yeah, well, I guess like my first exposure to music was... My dad had a bunch of cassettes and records of all, cl- you know, general classic rock, Pink yeah. Floyd and Zeppelin, and of course. all the all like the f- the first Beatles albums when they were still doing the like poppy, bubbly yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. The mop top stuff. Yeah, the mop yeah. tops sort of. You're same. actually not allowed to conceive until you buy all of those records. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the law here, and yeah. you know, for good reason. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, send out a little care package. Yeah, with, and yeah, copy of rumors. Yeah, and I I started I, I like learned a bunch of instruments. I learned like keyboard, and I started learning guitar when I was ten or eleven, and I hated it. I, it was yeah. yeah. Did you do piano lessons? Uh, no, keyboard lessons, like oh, specifically right. yeah, keyboard, yeah, yeah. like not even like yeah. Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing doing a solo from roundabout. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely hated guitar, and then one summer, uh, a, a guitar teacher taught me a Green Day song, and uh, I. It was time of your life, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Really? It, yeah, it was like just pre-American Idiot, I think, or around about then. I think it might have been something. I can't remember. What? But yeah, maybe Warning or something. But yeah, really easy, like power chord song, and it was just like the first song that I knew that I could actually play along with properly. That wasn't like theory and stuff based like that. And I just I spent three months of summer holidays just playing guitar. I did nothing else. I didn't go outside or hang out with anyone I literally just I was very unwell yeah. yeah I was so pale but I just learned Green Day's disc- discography and Fuck like yeah. by the time I ca- um, yeah that kind of like set off me wanting to learn more about music and stuff like that nice yeah fuck yeah alright Tom how are you buddy sure so uh, I don't really come from a musical family I come from sort of a, more of a theatre family background but I went to, my whole family moved to Melbourne and I met the, my, the first friend I made was really into guitar and he wanted to start a band and he needed a bass player so he was just like you've got to play bass and I was like oh, oh alright cool I'm playing bass now right. uh, and then I think actually the first song I learnt on bass was When I Come Around by Green Day nice uh, and then I would I spent the rest of that year I think it was like year five just standing in front of the television with my like 
cheap learner base watching Red Hot Chili Peppers live at Slane Castle. Oh my and god, just I remember that. Emulating Flea like as much as I possibly could. Is that and the I one think with Flea in like the skeleton costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah. And uh, just, I think from the, I think I've just been trying to be flea my entire life, but it's never quite yeah. uh, come to fruition <laughs> because I'm not flea. You're all mid late twenties, right? Yeah, 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 yeah around yeah. then. So like, I think we're all specifically of the era like post live albums. We all had like the live DVDs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 up, yeah. It was like totally. Slane Castle and like ACDC live at Donington and yeah. like that's right. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of MCV unplugged and all yeah, that sort totally. of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Absolutely. classic like nine ninety five DVDs from like Saturday and JB Hi-Fi yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, you forget how like fundamental they were until you're yeah. watching it back and just like, oh my god, I remember every fucking thing about this. Yeah, I think like, I, this I think, one yeah. specific the performance. The song. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. Bullet in the Bible. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I, I I actually yeah. did watch that religiously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, very good, very good. Hey, right, hey. Jack, what about you? Yeah, like I came from a super non-musical family. Like I was yeah. just never around it. It was always like sports talk back radio on in the car um, mm. until I don't know. I was probably fourteen, and one of my friends started listening to Iron Maiden, and then oh, I started yeah. listening to Iron Maiden, and then on the sixth of February, twenty. 2008, I went and saw them at their Somewhere Back in Time tour and literally fucking lost my mind. (laughs) Like, and the next day, um, my friend who introduced me, he decided he was going to play bass. I decided I was going to play drums. (laughs) The day after that, we both booked into lessons and then I just practiced like all the time from then on. And it was, yeah, I wanted to be Nico McGrain so bad. Just so, so bad. Like, talking about. DVDs. I bought every single Iron Maiden DVD that you could get. Scream for me! I'd watch the early days um, documentary of like how they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my friend would be like, "We're going to start a band. It's going to be exactly like this. It's going to be us." Even though it clearly wasn't because that was the seventies. Oh man! (laughs) 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 Fuck yes. Yeah, so oh, that's, that's just what started the fire. All Maiden, um, dude. Yeah. All Maiden. Yeah. I can always seriously, like, 18 months if that was the just only band I listened to. Yeah, like, good shit. Yeah, I kind of... <laughs> I remember shitty late 90s shit where Bruce left. <laughs> oh, I just... I loved it all. <laughs> my, my drum teacher, he looked at my... I had an iRiver back then, not even oh, an iPod. Yeah. He was like, oh, you yeah. know, what, what tunes you listen to? It was literally just, like, entirely <laughs> Iron Maiden. Yeah. And, like, oh, he judged me so hard. Like, he was... Yeah, he was... She was pretty displeased at that. Yeah, I was legitimately you know, shocked. I stood for an eye river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was a maiden. Jackson, what about you? Um, I guess my first, the first like uh, little bug I had. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was um, famous in the town that I grew up in, which was this what? place called Rainbow. Mm. Um, well, I wasn't like really famous, but I've all of <laughs> well, because were you a child prodigy? No, I was definitely not a child prodigy. But I was like when I was maybe four. My auntie, just harking back a little further than DVDs, yeah. um, had bought me like nine live Elvis VHSs. Wow, yeah. and I yeah, was really nice. into Elvis. So um, you were a baby Elvis in person. I was a baby Elvis. <laughs> yes. And I'd like walk down the street and old ladies would stop like my mum and ask if I could do the thing. And then I would do it. 
and I was awful. I kind of did it with a British accent. It was really terrible, but my moves, top notch. It's all about the moves. Do you know? Do you know who has the exact same uh, origin like, story? Backst- yeah. Oh no, I don't. Bruno Mars. Really? Yeah, okay. He was probably quite good. <laughs> yeah, look, he goes all right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, I'd rate him. You know, I'd like yeah. to see his performance, give yeah, him a yeah. few notes. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're sadly not on the uh, Bruno Radhammock tour just yet, yeah. but I reckon, give it, give it time. time. Let yeah. Dan Radburn work his magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, what we're that, paying him for. It's a big next year, boys. We're doing the Green Day tour, yeah. then we're doing the Maiden tour, yeah. then we're doing the Bruno Mars tour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, year. fuck me up. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> it's going to be a huge, big year yeah. for the rat. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Good grief. So, describe Rainbow for someone who hasn't been there. Rainbow is a little town, northwest Victoria. It's like a farming community, about 450 people. Mm-hmm. A This is so generic, but A-class bakery. That's all yeah, you need to see. Always. You know, like every country always. town, but for sure. And then there's a big rainbow in the middle of the town. Oh, like, like, a, like a, a... A monument mm, um, mm. with a pot of gold at the end of it. Nice. Yeah, which they've introduced in probably like... T- 2004 and it's been the same bucket since 2004 it's really rain so rusty yeah it's like plastic so it's fading there's holes in it that's meant to be our pot of gold and it's the perfect metaphor for um the town that is fantastic oh my god so were the rest of you like around melbourne or like whereabouts were you uh yeah i grew up in coburg yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, was, I grew up in sort of Brunswick, Northgate area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like northeast Melbourne, like in all the hills, the trees. Yeah, yeah. So I can imagine like the three of you would have had like pretty immediate access to music, you know, like the second that you get into it, it's just like, well, there's bands playing everywhere and you know, you can go to like under 18 shows and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, particularly like late high school like before I was 18 but still uh, but still wanted to go see gigs and stuff like that there yeah. was this like there was quite a lot of the weird like underground hardcore thing going on that oh would, yeah would just be in like burnt out shop fronts or like yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. any space that someone could have and like extortion matinees and shit or yeah, like just yeah just like yeah, there's this one one memory in particular of going to this gig on Ligon Street in, in Brunswick mm. and like right uh, now it's like a really fancy bar but at the time it was just like an empty shop front that used to be an accountant's office and it was just trashed inside yeah and there was just this crazy hardcore gig going on and all the uh, everyone who was a bit older would just go out into the laneway and just like smoke darts and then go back in and just yeah (laughs) fuck yeah Yeah. that's good shit oh man but yeah, like, were you guys, like, going to gigs and, like, playing in bands oh. and shit, like, early on? Or, like, was yeah. it kind of just a thing where it's, like... I don't know, like, I've, I've always felt like City Kids, like, a lot of them don't know how good they got it until later yeah. on, hey? Oh, definitely. I, I actually... That guy that introduced, that wanted me to play the bass, we actually did start a band. Yeah. And got... First, for year, people, kids in year six, we got pretty successful. Like, we were touring yeah. Fates... And like other schools <laughs> no, and playing yeah, at their lunch, right. and we were just doing like, like covers, <laughs> covers of Jet and Green Day and yes, ACDC. Yes. <laughs> that's Good all shit. we did, and uh, yeah, that lasted all the way up until year eight, and then people had creative differences and wanted to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Jack, what about you? Yeah, kind of played 
started playing in a band after like only a few months of you know starting drums yeah, yeah. with Iron Maiden bassist guy um, yeah. and yeah I think I've just been kind of playing you know with a band since then yeah like non-stop like always in at least one yeah because yeah. at school there were heaps of bands I remember it's a, a classic band drummer thing hey like just started like, yeah. and their their first gig was at the corner supporting like what? wow I can't remember <laughs> it was some really big band because I had like friends who was yeah and then yeah it seemed like everyone was getting good gigs <laughs> Like yeah, sixteen or something. Wow. Wow. And what? That's crazy. Yeah, it was um Liam Parsons. Oh band. okay, they're in Good Morning now, so that uh, makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember who they supported, but it was like a bunch of dudes from I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of connected to people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jackson, how long were you living in Rainbow before you moved? I moved uh, when I was when I was seventeen. I moved to Horsham, right. which is like the closest, like big. I guess that's a yeah, the regional yeah. centre. Still, still, and yeah, then, quite like distant. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. It had McDonald's and uh, <laughs> had a KFC, cotton on, as you told had us. Had a cotton yeah. on, yeah. yeah. Um, and then moved to Melbourne uh, when I was like twenty. Right, right, yeah. right. So I've been here for a long time, but I played in lots of bands when I was like. It was almost better that there was no other people playing music except for the people I was gonna say, in our like, band. I, I, I have this, like, cause I'm a small town kid as well, and like, I, I get this with a lot of people that were also like in that similar sort of situation where it's just like, oh, so there's like, you know, tiny population as is. You narrow that down to the people who like music, and then you narrow it down to the people who like the music that you like. <laughs> And suddenly this giant community becomes very fucking small. It's like you and maybe five other people say, guess we got to be friends. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. That's almost why I, because like I had a friend who was good at guitar and he went away for three months and I wanted to join his band. So that's why yeah. I started playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What do you remember about the first show that you ever played? How old were you? Where was it? Oh. Mine was the um, Rainbow School Social. Uh, nice. How old were you? I would have been 13. Mm-hmm. And I was dressed up as Angus Young. And we played covers. We played uh, Sex and Candy by Marcy's Playground. Yes. And the night before at football training, I snapped the tendon in the third oh finger on... Oh, no, the second finger on my Oof. right hand. Um, I went for a mark and the ball hit me right on the tip of the finger and just straight snapped the tendon. And um, the guy, the trainer, was just like, no, just keep moving it. You'll be sweet. So I played the show with the snap tendon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that was pretty dumb. And then I had surgery and I couldn't use it for, yeah, like a year after that. Wow. Fuck, man. That is rough as guts. Yeah. So I remember that show. Oh, yeah. Still having like numb flashbacks about it. Fucking hell. Oh, man. Do we. Do we have anything in the uh, archives here, yeah. people? Uh, what do we got? Well, I guess like the first the first gig that wasn't like that wasn't like a school or anything like that. Like the first gig uh, first gig that we did outside of like a proper I don't know what do you call it structure sort of yeah. thing. Um, was when I was playing I was playing in like a really heavy metalcore band called I Am Shark and I uh, Am Shark and we we do 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 that's good shit yeah we supported we supported some pretty big metal uh, well relatively big metalcore band at Craigieburn Community Centre fuck which is in the middle another of another day's nowhere. remains or like what are we, confession 
I, I think it was oh fuck I can't remember from Queen <laughs> that, like that sort of style yeah but, like, yeah, um, yeah and uh, yeah and I, I remember it being really crowded for some reason I guess like it was just like the first gig so a bunch yeah. of people went along good shit and it went down like a fucking ton of bre- ton of bricks it's, like really brought the mood down and, yeah. then there, and then there was a big fight outside between some some people we were trying to get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's well, I'm shocked. Door. Door. <laughs> yeah. Gouging yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to uh, checking notes, Parkway <laughs> Drive for having us. Parkway, did you say? Oh my god! But yeah. I was just so oblivious and so down the hole in that style of music. Yeah. Uh, or more, it was just like, oh, it was the first band that I was really, like, into that I just didn't give a shit about that. I was walking yeah. away to being like, that was the best gig I've ever played. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the only gig you've ever yeah, played. Yeah. You're just like, it still counts, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dom, how old were you? Uh, I was quite young. I was 10. Uh, <laughs> that's quite, that's quite loud. Uh, I was 10 and I was such a dork when I was 10 I wanted the whole band I kind of wanted to be on theme Like I wanted a theme when yeah. everyone to wear the same clothes yeah, 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 So I was like, why fine. guys, why don't we all On Saturday, why don't we all wear Hawaiian shirts Love it And everyone kind of went, sure. yeah, right, yeah, sure And then theme gigs. <laughs> No one turned up in a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yes. So I look like a fuck dickhead Anyway, I never really recovered from that, so I don't no. do themes Is anymore. That the one? Yeah, that's why I don't. <laughs> There's a photo of you. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The orange, orange pants. Yeah. And, that said, uh, I do have to note that both of you are wearing <laughs> denim jackets right now. So, well, yeah, no, we're old enough for themes now. Oh, so good. Yeah, no. Jack, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, I cooked it. Oh, yeah, come on, that's cooked you real really hard. Really shut the bed on this one. We dude. told him it was Sorry, a guys. not denim jacket gig tonight. So. Oh, hazing. Been hazed, Jack. This is what happened to me. Yeah, That's exactly. what happened to me when I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. Fuck. Uh, Jack, what about you? Um, I don't have any like super spicy story. Um, but I just remember like when I started the band with my friends. Um, and we started to book a whole bunch of gigs, and they all ended up falling like these four gigs all after one another. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Literally felt like the biggest rock lord of all time. <laughs> like. Oh. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's topical. Um, they were all to basically no one. Like a battle of the bands in some like one in like an industrial estate to like three people. But yeah, I was riding high that whole week from. I don't think I've ever oh, yeah, played that many gigs in a four-day period since then. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Big. I mean, we went from Moorabbin to Brunswick, and oh, that's that's basically all you need to do in Melbourne. Stretch, yeah. Especially when you're a fucking kid, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh god, that's fucking great. Okay, give me a give me a highlight reel of the bands that you guys were in before Rat Hammock. Oh wow! You don't have to name every single band that you ever played with ever, but. Any particularly memorable uh, outfits that you uh, performed as a part of prior to joining uh, the uh, rock and roll collective known as Rat Hammock? What do we got? Um, I'm lost for words right now, actually. (laughs) 
You can't remember any of them. I've, yeah, yeah. No, I remember lots. So the, the first band that I was in was called Voodoo Science. Okay. Um, Follow that up, surely. This is a highlight reel of the worst band names I've ever used. <laughs> good um, shit. I had a cover band called Captain Sam and the Good Time Machine. Fuck, that's um, a great name. Follow that up with a... Uh, this Here's the best one. Uh, cover band called White Trash Candy. Woo! Yeah. I love it. Um, but getting into, like, real bands, I guess the most notable thing that we ever did, Jack and I used to have a neo-soul band. Um, really? It's called Mondegreen. That's what we were doing yeah. for... It was quite, like... Probably two or three years. We were doing that pretty... Like, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. What are we talking, like, D'Angelo? Uh, kind of. It was just like that post-hiatus Coyote thing that happened in uh, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Everyone so had like, a neo-soul band. 2015. Yeah. yeah. A lot of six-string bassists. Well, we didn't have a six-string... Actually, our bassist had a court that was the first bass he ever got, but we tried really hard to get him <laughs> to get a new guitar, and he just wouldn't. Just get the Thundercat one. Get the Thundercat one. Yeah. yeah but it was pretty, like, um, I guess kind of... Like, it was the first experience we had building a fan base in yeah. Melbourne and playing around. Yeah. Like, we got to the point where people would come to our shows. And, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I was with uh, uh, Alicia Joy, who you might know now has gone on to be in a very successful uh, neo-soul band called 3070. Right. There yeah. you go. Not to be confused yeah. with 30 Seconds to Mars, which is a yeah. very different neo-soul band. Also very successful, though. Oh, yeah, also very, very successful. No doubt about it. Tom, uh, what do you what, what do you got? Um, well, actually, me and Dom uh, played in we played in few, a bunch of bands together. Yeah, we've played in about five or six over the last six or seven years. Yeah, yeah right. We, we kind of started cutting our teeth when when me and Dom sort of first started hanging out. We were at uni together, and we played in uh, uh, some bands with our friends Henry and Vince uh, from Fangirl and. Right. Uh, it was in a band called uh, Bell and Sirens, and we just we played around Brunswick and all the usual venues. Yeah, Actually, yeah. there was a lot more venues in Brunswick back then. Yeah, um, yeah A lot of them are shut down now. But, uh, yeah, and then we played in... We used to play in a band called King Canute and the Waves together. Uh, so that was sort of the... As Mondegreen might have been the post... Highest Coyote movement, we kind of got on the post Tame Impala pond. Oh, true. Yeah. Just yeah, dropping a lot of acid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of like, heavy <laughs> psych. It's pretty but dangerous yeah, driving to the gigs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was super it was super poppy, just but putting just fucking with, flangers on everything. That's yeah, that's yeah, exactly what it was. It was just pop, pop music with like a shitload of distortion yeah. and a phaser, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And And yeah. we still that with that album is still coming out. Uh, <laughs> in about three years. Anyway. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Someday. It'll, it'll get there. Jack, do you, do you have any in particular that um, stick out for you? Yeah, so, like, apart from Mondegreen, there's this band I played in for six months or so called Mayfair Kites, mm-hmm. um, where it was, like, kind of sort of the brainchild of this guy called Matt Kelly, um, kind of a cross between, like, like really grizzly bear, that sort of thing. Oh, um, yeah, like real, like, vlogosphere indie sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 and it was, like, they'd spent, I reckon it was, like, three years writing and recording this album, um, and they'd kind of taken themselves to the brink to get it done, and then a whole bunch of members had left because it had just gotten real hectic for everyone, and I kind of got in right when it was released. So I got to kind of ride the release train and playing all the gigs and, like, all that cool shit. Yeah. Um, after having put in no work, yeah, um, and it was like it was an amazing album. 
It's it's great, mate. You should try it sometime. Um, yeah, and then it just kind of evaporated, like for no reason, because the the second the the because Matt and this other guy wrote it all, and the other guy just like fell off the face of the planet. It was like I never want to speak to any of you ever again wow, for like no reason. Like no one could ever pinpoint why, and he just totally like blacklisted everyone. Wouldn't return any calls. Wouldn't do anything, and then that kind of sent Matt into this weird headspace and I just it never yeah did anything Crazy but it was days. sick for that like few months of yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like really good music I think it's still out there so check it out check good it out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write any of it so I can say I can plug it this way yeah totally <laughs> how did you end up in Obscura? Uh, Sean I had some of my friends sent me his music and I loved it um, and yeah, and then I he came to one of my shows. Yeah, and he'd actually just put a f- post on Facebook saying like I need a guitar player, or like does anyone want to play this music? Just after that, and I was like I want to play that music. Mm. And then yeah, I met him at one of my shows, and uh, yeah, and I was just like can I be in your band? And he was like, hell yeah, you can be in my band. <laughs> and the rest is rock history. But yeah. um, that was a good time. I was yeah, I was in that band for like two and a half years or something. It was yeah. quite a long time. We've yeah. did a fair bit together. Um, now I get to just be a fan. Yeah. Well, you got to ask him the same question. Yeah, that's it. He returned the favor and he was in our band for a, a year and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, that's really cool. That was a fun band to be in. That was my yeah. first taste of like going away and playing shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then now we're just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> when schedules collide. Yeah. It's the worst, isn't it? Mm. But it's cool. I saw I saw them play a show for the first time since I have stopped playing with the band, yeah. and it was amazing. It was like because I'd never heard seen a gig before I actually played in the band. But I yeah. list, I was always just a fan. Yeah. You know, I didn't do any. I wasn't creative in that band either. Yeah, yeah. Just playing parts. So that was really cool. Getting to see like your favorite band play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, killer! That's very cute. When and where was the first Rat Hammock show? I'm assuming you were there. Yeah. Um, first show was in the Grace Darling basement. Uh-huh. Um, and we played six songs uh, with um, the Rat Hammock theme song in between every single song. Oh, you yes. got to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you set a record for how many for times? For how many times? You... That would probably be the most times. Probably. Yeah, that would have been seven well, times. Uh, once at the start, once at the end. Yeah, we, we make thing. the mistake. Can, can, we, can we please try and break that record tonight? Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, don't tell I, I'm about to commit. I'm a dangerous overcommitter. I'll commit very easily <laughs> to very bad ideas. So, Yeah, that's it. It's going to be a night of Red Bulls and uh, Rat Hammock theme songs. Just yeah. non-stop. Jack is going to kill me after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll never speak to you again. (laughs) The nicest man in music journalism. (laughs) This has made a a powerful enemy. Jack Nicholson, you know what you've done. What are you saying? I can't handle the truth? Is that what you're saying? Huh? 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 Get it? Get it? Get it from before? You are treading dangerous ground. (laughs) (laughs) I can take you, skinny man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, what was your first Rat Hammock show? Uh, My first Rat Hammock show was at the Cherry Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll? Yeah. It was a. 
Did you dress up like Angus Young? No, I really should have. You mean, really should have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they didn't tell me and I rocked up. Oh, it's that hazing bastards. thing again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good one, new guy. Yeah. 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 Tonight everyone's wearing eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> Except for one of us. <laughs> Find out who. Everyone's wearing eye patches, right, guys? Oh, no. Uh, Fucking hell. So, you're the most recent addition. When was your first show? Well, I actually played a few shows back in January. I think it was yeah. at the at the Gasometer the in, yeah, yes. in Melbourne. We did a, a fundraiser for Headspace with a whole bunch of Melbourne acts. And that was, I play, actually played in three bands that night. I played in Fangirl, Porpoise Spit, and Rat Hammock. And it was 45 degrees. And it was 45 degrees. And by the end of like the first, actually, the, I drummed first, so that was the hardest one. And then by the end of the fangirl set, I was kind of just like floating. I just didn't yeah. feel anything anymore. And the rest of the night was easy after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I don't remember much of that. No, <laughs> probably all the acid you were taking. I'm yeah. Saying. yeah. Oh, that's of course uh, that old chestnut. It wasn't 45 <laughs> degrees at all. No. There are like three jumpers. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Never actually left the house. <laughs> I played, I played, I played that three bands, he says. <laughs> played the whole set with my mind. <laughs> I'm not in Red Hammock at all. Oh my god. <laughs> this podcast never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's all an illusion, baby. When was the first Red Hammock tour? First Red Hammock tour was with Tiny Little Houses in February. Did yeah, start February? Feb March 2018. It's the first time we got out on the road. How was that for you? That was incredible. That was so much fun. Yeah. Um, such a big step from what we'd done beforehand. Yeah. You know, just, huge yeah, venues, it felt so crowds. huge. Yeah. Like playing the corner for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. It was a while. Actually, that's probably, I used to be in tiny little houses, speaking of uh, yeah, bands. Yeah, probably should have mentioned. mentioned. How the fuck did you Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? I've been in a lot of bands. I was yeah, like, all I right, talk about I people, mean, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I was inside. Oh the wait, houses, sorry. So. No, I'm just gonna pick up that name you just dropped. Oh uh, yeah. But so that was. The podcast here. Good night, everybody. Um, Craig Ferguson is next. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good to obviously um, go be able to go on tour with them, you yeah. know, and like catch up with the guys again. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen a lot of bands that you've played in live now, which is good. Yeah. You've had that out-of-body yeah, experience I've... that Kanye can never have. That's right. That is true. That's yeah. yeah. what I aspire to, was yeah. I always aspired to. He once, he once said, the greatest tragedy of my life is that I'll never get to see myself live. <laughs> Nor I. Not <laughs> yeah. see him. I'll never see him. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen myself live plenty of times. It's all the acid. <laughs> I'm just having lots of out-of-body experiences while I'm playing. Is it not near as it just me? Oh, man. Um, one thing that I talk about with a lot of uh, guests on this show is, uh, like, when you're young, you have that very, like, clear and idealistic view of, of bands and, like, like 
you know, with those music DVDs and like docos and like rock biopics and stuff like that. And there's always that moment where the band like makes it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like as like tokenistic as that may seem, I feel like every musician has that in at least one way or another. Whether it's like getting to play a certain venue, travel to a certain place, get to meet a certain person, or anything like that, yeah. where it's just like fuck. If teenage me knew that I was doing this right now, they would freak the fuck out. Like, what do you feel like is that moment for you guys? Like, like individually, like, is there anything that kind of comes to mind where you're just like, holy shit, if I could go back and tell him what happened? I think just, like, getting a song on high rotation on, like, Triple J. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. yeah, when I was, like, you know, 16 or whatever, yeah. it's like... I just thought that the people that got played on the radio were so drastically in a different echelon to yeah. the rest of us plebs that I think, yeah, that's like, that'd blow 16-year-old me's mind, mm. I think. Yeah. And now you're one of the high rollers, so look at you. <laughs> that's it, yeah. We've we made it now. Yeah. We have made it. Yeah. That's... High rotation, baby. Can't take that shit away. <laughs> that shit's for life. <laughs> got a star, you know, yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You're killing it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, buddy. I think my, mine was definitely seeing us on Rage. Because that oh, was such true, such a yeah. like integral part of my childhood. Yeah. Was just getting up early and watching Rage for so long. Mm. And then I nearly... You, sl- you do that, like, one more video thing? Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll watch one more and then I'll go to bed. And then... Oh fuck! I really like this band. I'm gonna watch this video. Yeah. Next thing you know, it is six in the morning. Yeah. Oh man, good but times. I, I nearly slept through Rad Hammock's first spin on Rage, and I just like woke up and looked at my looked at my phone. I was like, oh fuck! And like jumped out of bed and like had the remote in my hand and turned on the TV and it just started. And I was like, this oh, is a moment. That is <laughs> destiny. Oh cool. That's good shit. Yeah. I love it. Jackson, do you have one? Are we talking about stuff that Teenage Jackson would have liked Slash stuff that we've done now That Well or... yeah Like like since since you were a teenager Now that you're a, mm. a, a grown man Yeah I guess I was really obsessed with The Living End For a few years Yeah um, And we haven't done it yet But we're going to play yeah. On a bill with The Living End For oh, New what? Years on the Hill Oh sick So that's going to be pretty cool Also we're playing Falls um, yeah. Which is about yeah. to happen And that was a big one Like I went to Falls As soon as I turned 18 yeah, and saw sure. like the Arctic Monkeys and lost it there. So that's that feels like the thing. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Like the festivals we've got coming up at the end of the year seems pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Tom, uh, well, I has been a lot, but I think that when I was seventeen, I was playing a a show at the Tote Band Room, and there were like three people there. Yeah, like, the Tote Main Room. And last year, Porpoise Spit sold it out, and I was like, yeah. "Oh wow, that's that feels pretty nice." Like yeah. that was, you know, if I could tell my seventeen-year-old self that, because I was really bummed about that gig. I was like, "Man, we rehearsed so much. There's just like no one here at all." I yeah. think my mum was there, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then and then I think six, seven years later, we like. They said they came to us and they were like, "This you can't. There's no more tickets. We can't let anyone else in." And I was like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> holy shit!" Yeah, Dude, that's fucking hectic. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I felt really good. It felt nice. You saw real good yeah. at fucking burying the leads, hey? 
it's just like, oh yeah, I was in Tiny Little Houses. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> oh yeah, I was in a fucking band that sold out the tone. <laughs> Failed to mention that. <laughs> you guys are shit at this. <laughs> That's one thing I'm sure we can all agree on. We yeah. are yeah. terrible yeah. Whatever this thing is right yeah. now. Oh, it's alright. We, we, well, I'm squeezing the content out of you boys. Yeah. That's, that's all I can ask for. Really. <laughs> On that note, we will wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Oh, well, Tom and I have definitely played the worst ones together. Yeah. Which has oh, been nice. hooray! Absolutely. Let's hear which, it! Where do we, which one do which we one? pick? <laughs> There's so many uh, to choose from. Which one? Oh, yeah, there was the, there was the time that King Canute, um, uh, got offered a got offered a gig with a, a by a friend who was booking for a new venue. Right, and um, oh, we <laughs> and we we just really wanted to play to play a show, because, and we we had like a couple other shows around it, so we we're like, oh cool, we can do like a few shows over a couple of weeks. It'll be sick. Yeah, and then he didn't tell us where the venue was or what was going on with it until like two days before, and then it was in Seddon, which is like this weird industrial estate near Yarraville and yeah, near Footscray and right. uh, we rocked up and it was just it was like a rehearsal studio but it had a stage area and a bar and stuff like that and we were like oh yeah cool but there was like no one there and then we saw a poster on the wall that was like Thursday nights open mic <laughs> and he sold it to us as like, yeah, man. So you'll be headlining. Uh, we'll be opening for you. And it was just straight up an open mic night. And there was one and, person, and he and there was one guy there, and he was he shit was faced, and he and he talked to us for forty five minutes, telling us about how we were never going to make it, but also we were going to make. It was very strange, very yeah. confusing. Anyway, that was the worst gig we ever played. That was so Amazing. bad. Oh my god! Yeah. How much acid did you take that night? Not enough. Not, Not enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got? I, I've got nothing that can top that. Like, <laughs> it's not a competition, man. <laughs> I feel like I haven't had that many like terrible gigs. We've played some pretty bad shows, have we? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blocked them all out. Yeah, like, you would have. I, I think I don't know. There's been nothing that's like really sat with me. Like, oh man, that like grilled my ass so hard at, at the time you know you play go- gigs that are rough but I don't know can you uh, I don't know about my memory? Uh, well nah because it always gets overtaken by the next worst gig yeah it's um, <laughs> <laughs> a race to the bottom uh, well I played that one with Planet Pain the other day which was this um, I had one of my worst gigs probably six weeks ago <laughs> right and we played literally like when we showed up there was a room full of like 20 people there yeah. and as we set the equipment up they all left <laughs> and one person came in and there was six people playing and so that one person sat with us while the support band played <laughs> and she like she has been to like Rad Hammy shows and stuff so it was just yeah. kind of like I don't know it's just kind of weird and then we played the set to her just that one person oh my this god is, yeah this is not that long ago that's so awkward yeah I mean you know it's like making a dream come true for <laughs> someone told me that I told that story the other day I'm like you made a dream come true or whatever and like as a gag um, I don't actually think that <laughs> you do it's fine it's fine oh, I made her she was really uncomfortable because it's like she can't leave Yo, <laughs> yeah, like, six people in a band just yeah. like uh, yeah. well <laughs> Well, it's been real, guys. But uh, <laughs> do you think we've had a collective best gig? Like, Laneway was really fun. Laneway was yeah, awesome. Was 
yeah. I feel like almost every show on the Ghost Tour we did was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, actually, like, all three of those shows were just an awesome vibe from the crowd. Like, yeah. we played great. Everything just sounded good. It was, yeah, that, you know, we sold out all the shows. It was, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that tour was sick. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It's pretty crazy selling out in Sydney as well because, like, we yeah. played there eight months before to, like, six people. Yeah. And it, yeah. going back just so soon afterwards and selling out the room was yeah. Yeah. felt amazing. Yeah. It's fucking dope, dude. It's pretty Thanks cool. All right, Acid Boy, what do you got? <laughs> What's this, mate? Your best. best. My best show. Oh, man. Uh... I played uh, with the Vines filling in for Dumb once. I'm just going to put that oh, out yeah. there as one of my best shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was in I was on a holiday in Europe, and the Vines management got to my other band, Fangirl, and they right. were like, uh, "Hey, uh, do you guys want to support the Vines in five days?" And I was like, "How am I going to get back to Australia in five days?" Holy shit! No, it was fine. I'm really glad Tom got to do it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking wistfully into the distance. Fuck, really I'm good. Happy. <laughs> really happy. Really happy. Very happy. Very um, happy. No, I think. Well, I uh, on, and in Fangirl, one of our, I think it was our seventh or less. It was like our fourth or fifth show yeah. as a band, and we got called up to play the Enmore Theatre with Catfish and the Bottlemen. Oh my god! And it, we were like 21, 22 year olds. And we'd never seen any crowd bigger than like 90 people. Yeah. And we played in front of two and a half thousand people. Oof. And it was like, it was unreal. It was. And it's hectic. I remember the guitarist Vince turning to me after the set and going, Oh, no, he's turned to me before while we were waiting in the wings. And he was like, Enjoy it, man. We might not ever get this again. And <laughs> just, just haven't got it again. But, you know, never seen <laughs> Look, man, I, I believe in you. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, Thank we're, you. well, yeah, you've got all those arena tours booked for next year. So. Yeah, Bruno's shows will be pretty Bruno, massive. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, that's gonna, gonna be big business yeah. shit. Imagine yeah. Bruno and Green Day co headline. Oh, yeah, I like to oh. think it'd go a little something like <laughs> this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the new single is called Pick It Up, Pick It Up, Pick It Up. It is a <laughs> star anthem. Uh, it is going to be on the new Rat Hattamick album called The Impression That I Get, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, first set uh, with the horn section tonight, which I'm, yeah, which should be great. Be, it's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, we've been rehearsing. Yeah. It's going to be tight as hell. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. When, when is... Soaking my reeds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when is so Rat Hattamick LP1? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I don't know if we can give you the juicy yet, but... Um, the, does it exist? Is it is it recorded? Oh, no, it's not recorded. Well, there you go. So, yeah. But we do have, like, a... That's what we're doing. You know, like, that's yeah. what we're doing oh, now. Like, you know? Sure. For, for a long time there, we were doing nothing. Yeah. You know, we were just, like, trying to organize for rehearsal. <laughs> like, that was kind of most of our time. So now we're... Yeah. It'll come. Game face. Game face. It's on. Big yeah. business. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys. This has been a fucking hoot. It's always good chatting with you, man. Ah, uh, too kind. All the love. I'm David J. Jung, and all my friends are involved.
just listened to a not-for-print podcast. Independent Australian Podcasting.